So the big question is this, how do most agents who don't have access to the secrets that most successful agents hoard to themselves grow and prosper in today's competitive real estate environment? That's the question. And this podcast will give you the answers. I'm Pat Hyben and welcome to Real Estate Rockstars. Okay, Rockstar Nation, we are back. That is right. I got, man, I honestly, I, I probably got 20, over 20 emails, Facebook messages, you know, comments. If you look at the comments on, you know, on iTunes, which by the way, if you haven't left one, please leave one. But I got, I probably got six comments on iTunes. What the hell happened to state of the market? Are you coming back? Are you coming back? And I mentioned it early in the summer, but I know that Everybody can't uh, hear just one episode. So, you know, yeah, we, we went on vacation. There was so many vacations and everybody was on vacation this summer. And I, we just took a break. We just took a break. Lucky for us, there wasn't that much, uh, you know, news to share anyways. So, um, so I was lucky in that, that nothing drastic happened this summer. But anyways, it's good to be back. I got my good friend, co-host, Mr. Kerry Grinkmeyer, who I was just telling him before we started recording that his ep- when he comes on as the co-host of this show and on, as a re- on my regular show, his downloads organically get shared way above average compared to regular agents that come on, even some famous agents. So, so I don't know, you guys like what he has to say, and I guess you just like his candor and his his thought process on things so it's working so anyways i asked him back to come back on today to start us back up with state of the market 2019 carrie welcome back to state of the market thanks for uh, co-hosting thanks for inviting me pat i enjoy it well we do got some headlines here that are that are very interesting and and the first one i want to go over is they came from the wall street journal you know which isn't really where we get a lot of these real estate subjects to talk about on this show. So it's good to get the Wall Street Journal on here. So a Wall Street Journal, let me pull this sucker up. Okay, the Wall Street Journal has an article that just came out. Baby boomers are leaving behind a trail of luxury ranches. And then the subtitle is for the next generation of property owners, right? People coming up you know, think about people that you're, they're younger than you, right? For the next generation of property owners, maybe not younger than you, the listener, maybe younger than Carrie and I, for the next generation of property owners, sprawling Colorado ranches require too much upkeep and too much expense. Talk to me about this, buddy. I, I really cued into this because although I'm not in Colorado and I don't sell ranches, I deal with baby boomers trying to sell their luxury homes. So I read it extensively, and what it's basically saying is that uh, very wealthy people, corporate executives, movie stars, they, they went in the article, they go through the list of who, who's trying to sell the ranches, and they're not having any luck. Nobody's interested in them. They said, well, basically the Generation Xers, the following generation, and in many cases, the children of these people don't want them. They aren't profitable. They don't make money. It was a, ho- a hobby that people wanted. Uh, Ted Turner owns more buffalo than anybody else in the world up in, uh, in Wyoming. Mm. And 
that what Colorado is basically fearing is these people are going to subdivide their ranches and turn them into suburbs. And uh, Colorado doesn't want it, so they're seeking government relief to um, maybe turn these into national wildlife preserves or something of that nature to help these baby boomers get out from underneath these. And they, so they and help rich people get out from underneath the mistake that they made buying, <laughs> uh, you know, a some something that they probably didn't need. I, you know, I don't. Here's the thing. I don't. No, I guess nobody either, needs a ranch. <laughs> I guess you, you, you either get this or you don't. You know, I grew up in a suburb of Baltimore, so you know, I you know, it was no, I, I didn't know anyone that owned a freaking ranch. Now, as as I've evolved over time, certainly these are real popular in Texas. I know a lot of people. Some of the some of the higher ups in the Keller Williams uh, gig, you know, own <laughs> own ranches, and uh, I I get it that it's a thing, right? It's a thing. It's like. You know, instead of a beach house, you buy a ranch and then you go and you you ride your ATV on said ranch or you have a horse or something on it. You ride the horse. I don't know what the hell you do with it, but but on some level, it gives it's it's something to do when you're rich. Right. Yeah. Uh, at least in some states. They're, they're Texas, literally, Colorado. Yeah. And everybody that buys these are big boys. They're not little boys. They don't need a. a the government handout because oh damn you know we made a a bad business decision even though it's not even a business just i just read recently that uh, some celebrities were complaining about the the hurricane because it destroyed their islands in the bahamas so <laughs> it's not only ranches it it and as i said i i was interested in it because i'm dealing with the same thing in luxury homes they just aren't selling. You got a 50% chance of selling them. And so then the question becomes, just like Colorado is asking, what happens to these things? What happens when this guy dies and his wife dies and the kids end up with it? They're going to say, just turn it to cash. Whether it's a home in a Greystone community in Birmingham, a ranch in Colorado, or an island in the Bahamas. And the state of Colorado is saying, we can't allow this to happen. Well, the city of Birmingham is going to say the same thing. We can't allow these communities to fall apart. Well, well wait a minute. What, who gives a shit if they, if they build a community in the middle of a Colorado ranch or the middle of a, a ranch, you know, uh, two hours outside of, of, te of Dallas not, or Austin, Texas? I mean, who really cares if they – if you know, I mean, if capitalism and a free market, if people want to move out there and build, you know, have their house in the middle of nowhere, what does the government care about that? Let them you, do it. You don't, you haven't been to Boulder, Colorado lately, have you? They never. Have I've never been there. They stopped all building. They want to preserve the, the beauty of their, of their community. So they don't allow builders to build anymore. Hmm. This is it's because there's too many people, too much traffic. Too many, too many Yeah, we don't we don't want. Yeah, but on a ranch, on I mean, that's going to help. That's going to help congestion. Right? Natural land. What about what about PETA? What about all the people who uh, want to preserve the animals? Yeah, we we already had to save the coyotes. If you start building, yeah, I live in Birmingham, Alabama. I mean, it's luck we have, I, I, the way I look at it, problem. Yeah, I mean, the way I look at it, it's luck of the draw. They, even if they build these 
subdivisions on these Colorado ranches that people can't sell. You know, first of all, you you have to get the you're I'm sure you have to get the zoning changed, right? Of course. And if you can't, then you just need to suck it up and sell it for fifty percent of what you paid. You don't you know the government doesn't need to step in and but help he, you out because you can't sell your ranch. Well, it it it's it uh, it's an issue, and Wall Street Journal thinks it's a big issue, and I think it's a big issue uh, in the gated communities that I'm trying to sell houses in. Nobody wants them. Tell me about what's that. What's going to happen to them? So I got a seven bedroom house with thirteen thousand square feet and a pool mm-hmm. in a gated community. What's going to yeah. happen to it? Nobody will buy it. Well, I know what the fear is. Hmm. It's going to turn into an apartment building. Well, no, yeah, we you got to rezone that shit. You know what I mean? It's not <laughs> like you just turn. You can blink your eyes and do that. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I'm just telling you. I mean, we are we are going through a change in the millennials. Don't want them. Can't afford them. Generation X don't want them. Can't afford them. And I don't like that Trump is. Stopping immigration. Those are going to be the people. Those are going to be the people who are going to buy my houses. So my my I my lawn and garden man makes so much money he might buy one of my houses, and he's Hispanic. Tribeofmillionaires.com. Guys, write that down. Rockstar Nation got a free special offer for you. Now I've just written a book, and it's just been published co-authored it with david osborne who's been on this show multiple times if you don't know david he is one of the top execs at keller williams real estate was personally mentored for the last two decades by gary keller himself and he's in all kinds of businesses his bio and explanation and, and everything is in this book but anyways david and i got together we decided to write a book we called it tribe of millionaires and i guarantee you it's going to change your life to find out more, just go to tribeofmillionaires.com. We're going to give it to you absolutely free. Only thing we ask in return is, of course, number one, you pay the shipping. Not a big deal. But number two, that you go on Amazon and write us a review. We're really looking to get an incredible amount of reviews. And because of that, we're giving this book away for free. Go to tribeofmillionaires.com today. So wait a minute. So like, right. Like, so if I look in Baltimore city, right, there's, there's, mm-hmm. there's blocks and blocks of row houses that investors bought, rented out and they got lead paint. They couldn't afford to remediate the lead paint and it's cheaper just to stop paying the taxes and just let them sit empty. So you have, you have whole, you know, zip, not zip codes. I'm exaggerating, but you you have blocks of, of empty houses and so what's the difference? Why can't you just have a block of, of $2 million houses or block of seven bedroom houses just, just sits empty? Is it just a bad visual? I mean, it is what it is. It's a bad visual. People don't like to see four blocks of empty houses in Baltimore City, but at the same time, you know, really, what's the difference of a block in, in Birmingham, Alabama of, of 12 what used to be two million dollar houses that are empty and overgrown and and you know mold and the difference inside. is those are poor people. We're talking about rich people. We're talking about yeah they have community back to the bank with two car with two golf courses and one thousand two hundred homes. And that million dollar home 
gets passed on to the children, the children turn it, say, turn it into cash and they sell it for $500,000. That's called a real estate bubble because everybody else's house just went underwater. That's what's called a real estate bubble. Remember 2008? That's so you, you think this whole this whole thing with these ranches not being able to sell, being illiquid, right? Basically, you exactly. got this ranch, you know, two hours outside of Austin, and it's it's freaking illiquid at a certain point because there's no other buyers, and and you think that that is is the beginning of of a of a real of estate market bubble. shifting, and then and then all of a sudden, you know, all these high end stuff is not going to be able to sell as well. You think no. it's going to hit a, get, get hit harder than it did last time, this high-end crap? It's going to affect a different group of people. Tell me about it's going this. To, it's, it's going to affect the wealthy. It's going to affect it, that you're going to have – we are approaching – 2023 is going to be the largest transfer of wealth in the history of mankind. 2023 is going to be the largest transfer – the start of the largest transfer of wealth you know, ever. Where, where are you coming out with this? prediction that's here, when period. the first baby boomer turns 77 and, and that does what do you mean what do you mean by this D- dig deep okay the there are 79 million baby boomers in the country we yep. are aging we are now in the baby boomer sell-off started in 2011 when the first baby boomer turned 65 that's why there's so many of these houses on the market that's okay and they and the baby boomer conferred can age in place but what happens when he and she die mm. and their kids inherit the home and their kids live 500 miles away? What happens? The kid doesn't want the property taxes. He doesn't want the maintenance. He says, just turn the damn thing into cash. Hmm. And so a million dollar house sells for $500,000. Mm-hmm. Well, I live next door and I got a million dollar mortgage. I'm underwater. Yeah, well, that happened last time, too. I exactly. Mean, that, that, and that. what did we call that? The real estate bubble. Yeah. But it, yeah. And it happened. You it, just think it's going to get it, it hit harder this time in the high end, basically. I, than, I than do. Yeah. I do. Well, it's and interesting. I do, I do see that. I do. I, you know, I know a lot of young people, and my kids are in their low 20s, and, and it's not even low 20s. I'm talking low 30s and down probably or mid 30s and down and, and maybe even 40 and down. And they, yeah, they, don't, they, they don't look up to these big houses and say, you know, I want all of that. You know what I mean? No. They, they value freedom more than, than they do materialism. They want a big life. Generalism. But it seems that way. No, they want a big life rather than a big house. All and right. I, let's, think it's, I think it's, I think what, the Wall Street Journal article did was point to the top of it, and mm-hmm. it's coming down. Hmm. Well, let's uh, let's move on to some some okay. different news here. So an, an, another uh, you know thing. This was in Housing Wire. It was in Inman. Everybody pretty much covered it. And this kind of this conversation is going to lead some uh, to to other conversations too. You know, you're starting to see some trembling of, and not even trembling. It's kind of like fake news because. But, but at the same time, it, this fake news kind of, whether it's fake or not, it kind of lends to the thought process that people are attracted to. And that is, is there going to be a massive consolidation of real estate brokerages in the near future? And basically, you know, what happened was the, the dude from Compass, the, the CEO from Compass, you know, chastised, I guess, the CEO from Rheology or Egnemon and said, you know, you and I had a private conversation about 
us buying you. And again, if you're, if you're listening, so Reology owns Better Homes and Gardens, Century 21s, all the franchise, they're the franchise that we're for them, Caldwell Bankers, uh, Sotheby's, you know, all, all, all those guys. So right there, an umbrella of all those guys. And Encompass is, a, you know, an up-and-coming right. technology-based, you know, edgy type company, but they're only in the major cities. Like they're not, you know, they're certainly not as broad and, and as well known, I think, in a lot of minds as, as some of these other companies, but, but maybe they are the younger people. I don't know. But anyways, so now there's the, you know, now the Rialgy guys coming back and saying, I never said that shit, you know, massively false. You know, let's talk about this. What do you, you know, is this a nothing burger or is this, is there something, is there a concern behind the concern here? I've read, I've read uh, two articles on it. And the first one was with the Compass CEO basically making the statement. The second one, again, in Inman was the Rheology CEO saying, you're misinterpreting what I'm saying. And, and that is not my intention whatsoever. I then also try to align it with the fact that, um, Rheology merged, not merged, but formed a, a coalition with Amazon.com, and, and they're calling it Turnkey. And I think that's of more importance, and I think that's the, the direction that... Do you think uh, it will actually be, because of that, it, it, it may be a, an issue of Rheology buying Compass? It may be. I, I or, don't know. Or basically Rheology, you know, getting the better end of the... I think I think uh, there's. Uh, I mentioned to you a lady by the name of Marilyn Wilson, at the I believe it was the Associate Real Estate Association convention or something. She National was, Association uh, of Realtors, NAR, yeah, okay. made, made a uh, a statement that in the next ten years the largest and maybe the only real estate broker will be Amazon.com. I mean that's pretty bold. The only. I yeah. mean, that's, that's, that, well, that's consolidation at its finest, right? I yeah, mean, that, well, I, I, I thought it was interesting because uh, it happened on July 23rd, 2019, 24 years earlier, a guy by the name of Jeff Bezos announced that he was going to start selling books out of his garage, and mm-hmm. everybody said guffaw. And be the only, one of the only online booksellers, you know, I mean. Probably the only bookseller, I mean, for, right. the, 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 he, he controls it. I mean, Barnes um, and Nobles, so my book sells like one a year out of Barnes and Nobles. Right. You know, I get a little a check every, I mean, I probably made 40 bucks last year from Barnes and Nobles and, and, you know, thousands and thousands from Amazon. So it's like. Yeah. yeah. So the, the, the question then becomes, why is Amazon wanting to get into the business? And why did Rheology join up with them? And, uh, and the fact is, Amazon has the overwhelming power of the internet. And Rheology has the boots on the ground. And so they're gonna, they're gonna, they're gonna, and and they're gonna load them up, right? They're giving them five thousand dollars, right? Up to five thousand dollars of smart devices in your home. Now, so if you buy from Amazon Real Estate, which is Turnkey, what, turn, Turnkey, yeah, that's the name of their their uh, website, and that's where where you you end up with a Rheology agent. And right. if you buy a, above a $750,000 home, Amazon will give you credit of $5,000 on smart devices in your home. Well, now why to would be, Amazon to be installed? To be right, installed? that's that's the peak. But but if you buy a $100,000 home, you still get you still $5, get $5,000. You still get 5. Oh, no, no, no. No, that it goes all the way down to $250. 
Okay. Um, but my, anywhere my, from two fifty to five thousand, depending on how high of a house you buy. Exactly. They're gonna they're gonna they're gonna hook you up with devices. Alexa. So, what would be an example of some devices? You know, now with Bluetooth technology and all that, people are not really spending the money on all these on you know outfitting their rooms as much anymore with speakers and stuff like that so right so you the first thing you you get is an alexa device which is a a voice recognition device that you can order anything and you can you can access your 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 computer and and the internet with it where where amazon is going in my opinion Mm -hmm. is i shared with you earlier an article value uh valuing amazon's big move into automo data monetization Hmm. They predict right now, this year, Amazon's total revenues will be $233 billion. From the data they get off of your automobile, they predict by 2030, they will have an additional $450 to $750 billion. Now, there's 140 data collecting sensors in your car. When when Amazon gets done making your home a smart home, there will be 400 sensors on your home. And the data that they will draw from your home will be, will dwarf the retail business that they do. I mean, a lot of people, when now you use the word data, you know, it's kind of white noise. I mean, it's, it's so wide ranging. So like what, you know, when you talk about all these points of data, like what, an extreme level, what, what are they going to do with said data, right? Like what, what is Amazon really going to do with said data other than give you a couple pop-up ads or affect the cookies on your computer? They're going to fill your pantry. Do you remember uh, Amazon also owns Whole Foods? Mm. So your pantry will, every, div- every piece of food that you buy will have a chip on it. So, this, Mar- have- so this Marilyn Wilson thinks that, and she said this at the keynote speak. I mean, she she's no chump because you know they wouldn't have had her as a keynote speaker for NAR, right? If she didn't know, if she didn't have some degree of respect and and knowledge on real estate sales and and where agents are going and brokerages are going. So so she says, you know, very possible ten years from now, you know, there's going to be so much auxiliary money in data that Amazon just wants to be the real estate broker. No, they want to get inside your house. Yeah, they, they want, want to get to inside know, your house and they're going to they do want to that know when you need they're selling paper. it to you, right? They want to know when you need toilet paper. And then they want to know when your furnace needs to be replaced. Hmm. And they're going to collect all the data from the sensors in your house. It's like I, I told from you. From your home inspection, from your... Right. Your virtual They'll fly a drone over that. your house and tell you that they could, you could cut your heating bill by 20% if you put it on the everything about it. Yeah. If you buy solar right. panels, you can save this and yeah, everything. Yeah. They will, th- just like we will have autonomous automobiles that you don't have to drive, you're going to have an autonomous house that you don't have to manage. So the real estate piece to them is like... It's an entry. Yeah. It's, it's a way to get, to get it the through door. the door. Yeah. It's, it's a loss leader. Loss leader. The, the, the money is not in selling a house. They're not looking to, they don't really give a shit about the, the, the making money from commissions at, at this juncture. I mean, no. They, I did a whole video. and In fact, I did a video 
on this on my YouTube channel, Best of U.S. Homes. Then I did a video of 10 questions that I want to ask Jeff Bezos mm -hmm. about where he's going with this. I then got Jeff Bezos' email address, hmm. and I emailed him a private video, Jeff, answer these questions for me. I got an email back from his secretary. Hmm. I swear to God. I got an email back from his secretary. And Congratulations. Said, but it was really his secretary, said, secretary, 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 but keep going. But at the end of the video, <laughs> I said, I'd like to have a conversation with you, Jeff. And there, the secretary emailed back and said, Jeff is awful busy. He won't be able to have a conversation with you. I emailed her back and said, but did he watch my video? I know he didn't because it's a private video. What's your point? My point is that Jeff Bezos is going to own this industry just like he owns the book industry. Yeah. Or I he's buy going for it. Shoes. He's going for it. Yeah, he's, he's going, going for it. He's going for it. Well, that's, yeah. that, I mean, that's, a, that, that, that's very interesting. I guess time will tell. And the bottom line that, that, that this conversation led to the other conversation to the other conversations because, you, you know, this whole reality compass pissing match of, of you know, who's going to buy who, you know, I think stems from a fear of consolidation. And, and the consolidation, I, I do believe you're going to see that happening. I, you know, we, there's more brokerages now than ever before. The, there's a, it's a war out there as far as recruiting and as far as, you know, agents moving from one brokerage to the next. And the, the fight for value proposition is real. And some of these technology companies are just going to be able to offer more of a value proposition, not only to consumers, but, but to agents as well, especially new agents. So it, it, it'll be interesting to see what happens. Uh, Do the math. It's worth every single dollar. That's a title of a comment that I got on my certified listing agent course from Rebus University. It's from Bill Reig. This is what Bill says. Bill says, looking to take your listing presentation to the next level? I've closed 100 appointments since I took Pat's certified listing agent course. Five appointments, five new clients, 60 days. Boom. Do the math. It's worth every single dollar. Thanks, Bill. But listen, guys, I am offering this to you if you haven't already taken it because so many brokers and teams make their agents take it before they do a single listing appointment. But if you haven't taken it, you can go to rebusuniversity.com and get it now. Now, here's the thing. For 30 days, what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you that course. I'm going to give you the buyer agent course, which teaches you how to close every single series buyer that calls on the phone or emails. The certified team agent course is taught by Jeff Cohn, one of America's top agents on how to build a team from zero to hero to hundreds and hundreds of units every year, step-by-step. Step. It's like a 12-hour course plus seven other courses. Yes, you heard that right. All for a measly 127 bucks a month. If you were to go to Rebus University and buy these courses individually, it costs you over $10,000. But today, if you go to futureofrealestatetraining.com, that's futureofrealestatetraining.com. You'll learn what Bill Reek did, which is how to close 100% of the listing points you go on. Quite impressive. And you'll learn all the other incredible details provided in the 11 five-star courses that are offered. Yeah, it's like it's an all-you-can-eat bazaar. You go in now, 
and you pay 127 bucks a month if you can eat all 11 courses in one month that's all you pay is a buck 97 this is a bargain guys get it now future of real estate training.com So let's move on to some other things here. You know, I want to talk about the, you know, commissions here. You know, Seattle, the the Northwest MLS, right? 30,000 agents is starting to show the co-op commissions online. So four bedrooms, three baths, you know, pool in the backyard, commission to buyer agent is, is whatever it is, right? X. So I think that you know, what's scary about this or not scary or, or what's interesting about it, scary too, sure, <laughs> is that, um, you know, with the way that buyer leads are so hard to to grasp and, and to get, you know, and turn into someone you could actually physically meet and shake their hand these days, I think that agents as a last-ditch effort are going to be able to say, on the telephone now, you know, I, and, and, and I guess I could always say this, but it was, it was always ambiguous what the commission was, but, but now they're going to be able to say, Hey, don't hang up. You know, everything over one and a half percent you can keep. And the yeah. consumer says, well, what, what does that mean? I don't know. Go online and look, figure it out, do the math. And it's, then, then it's going to get a, a buyers thinking about, you know, commission. They're going to be more aware of the commission and hence you're going to see a decoupling of commission where you're going to see buyers paying buyer agents, sellers paying seller agents, and then you're going to see a drop in said co-op commissions. Just by making them public, very well could uh, diminish the amount. Talk to me about this. What do you well, think? I think it's, it's just like anything else. When the consumer becomes knowledgeable, the consumer gains power. We we do it in every other part of our life. Buying a car, uh, one of the first questions we ask is, how much is that salesman going to make? And then we go after his commission. Yeah, and that's something, huh? Yeah. yeah. So every other Why part is that, right? Yeah, you don't want the salesman to make more than like what you think is 200 fair. bucks. 200 bucks on a car. That's all I want him to make. Well, that's interesting. So we're so aggressive with cars. Yeah. And, and yet I, and nobody is aggressive with eight, not nobody, but a lot of buyer, buyers certainly aren't because. Oh, they, I see it in the high end. Hmm. I see the seller, you know, saying, uh, I have been asked on numerous occasion, occasions where a buyer and a seller get together and say, our, our uh, agents need to cut their commission so that we can get the price of the house down lower. Pers- personally, I say, I'm sorry, I'm not a prostitute. There is no negotiation. You know, it's interesting. I, I, this is a true story. I had a friend of mine. I'm not going to use names, cause, but, but uh, he, he sold a commercial, a, piece, a commercial building, let's just say, to people that were known mafia members. And, and he, he, he did both sides. He was looking at like a $170,000 commission. And the dude, one of the dudes that was involved, right, was known, mm-hmm. known mafia Italian guy, called him. And said, you know, I see here you're going to make $170,000 on this transaction. He said, let me ask you a question. Is $50,000 enough for you and your family this year from this transaction? I've been asked the same question. And 
he put it in such a way and knowing who this guy was that he agreed to take 50 grand. But I, th I thought that was interesting that the way that the, the mob guy, you know, phrased it because, you know, he kind of said, you know, is this enough for you and your family? Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, like, like I just, I just, I don't know why, but I just found it there interesting. And my point is, I think you're going to see more of that, right? You're going to see some... buyers go, wait a minute, wait a minute. You're making, you know, you're making 18 grand on this and you showed us, you showed us one house or we met you at an open house, you know, it's, it's five grand enough for you and your family for doing this. <laughs> my experience happened to be with a $2 million home and a 5%. So there was a hundred thousand dollars on the table. And the buyer and seller actually got together and said, I think 35000 would be enough for each one of them. Mm. And, and then they both came, they, they came, again, the buyer and seller got together and came to both, both agents, me and the, another lady, and said, $35,000, or we'll just take the house off the market and we'll do it ourselves. We'll hire a lawyer for $500 and do it. Yeah. And what'd you do? Took the $35,000. It was your listing? Yeah. So they had actually No, 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 no. I was rep no, I was representing the 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 buyer. You were representing the buyer and you brought it to a listing and you didn't have like an agreement that said you know, the, the house was kind of off the market. No, the house was on the market. My my buyer is an attorney. He got on the uh, the internet. He found the uh, seller's phone number out of state, called him up and said, "Look, I want the house for so much less." And here's how we'll get it. We'll take it from the agents. Mm. Yeah. I guess if you, if you and the other agent wanted to, you know, raise a stinking court, you could, you could have sued them. But then at the same time, this was all before the deal. So you didn't want to jeopardize the deal. You just like, Hey, but 35 is 35. I mean, that's and you biggest... can't, you can't sue somebody out of state for $15,000. Mm. I mean, it, it, it would cost you right. yeah, legal yeah, yeah. fees. Plus, yeah. you can't sue them before it's done. You, you'd have to wait till after settlement, right. and then you'd have right. to sue them, right? So, so what your story by that time, you're like, hey, I got that, you know, thirty-five thousand. You know, I ain't buying. You know, shit. That's more money Seattle, than most agents are going to make on ever on a deal. So your story in Seattle, it's it's been going on. It's just coming down to a little lower. It's level. just more public, though. Like people are yeah. freaking out because it's public. It's like, well, you know, I don't want them to know. You know, you know, it goes back to the listing appointment and everybody does listing, you know, you know how agents do listing appointments. Mm -hmm. They say, okay, well, my commission is this and you, you probably should duplicate it and co-op it or you should make the co-op Y. And they go, why? Why should I make the co-op, you know, X, let's say. And, and they'll go, well, because all the other listings are at X. Mm -hmm. And they might show them like two or three houses on the street and circle the co-op commissions. Well, now it's a buyer, a buyer or a seller could go in and like literally search by commission in Seattle, Washington, and they can put in a, a certain commission and see how many sales, see how many actives are at that commission. Then when the agent says, well, you should do this commission because everybody else is at that commission, they can say, well, I just ran a search and there's, you know, 75 houses that sold last year at this lower co-op commission and they just like, you know what I mean? Like I think the more public you make this stuff, the, 
Well, I think it also it's certainly it, better for the consumer because it it saves them money. You know, it also puts the agent for the in a agent, position yeah. where he's got to be able to say, "This is how I differentiate myself from from every other agent." More now than ever, yeah. Yeah, and 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 it, again, going back to Amazon.com and how that those retailers who dis, who separate themselves and provide something above and beyond what they can get from Amazon survive. But those who don't, don't. My wife still goes to a shoe store because of the ladies there who treat her well, who find her what she wants, and gives, gives her a superior service. Real estate will always be able to do that as well. I show up for every, every showing of my house. I'm the only agent in the community that does that. I do a eight-minute walk-and-talk video through every house that I list. I'm the only agent in the community that does that. So if you want something at 3%, take it, but you're going to pay me five. If you want what I provide, if that's not important to you and you know your house is going to sell in a week anyway, okay, you don't need me. Yeah. Well, see, now you're selling yourself as, as, the, as the listing agent, which is great, right? And then, yeah. and then it comes the time to say, I mean, you know, well, what should I pay the co-op agent? And they're going to say, well, shit, if Carrie is, is on every appointment anyways, and Carrie's going to be the one that's selling it, and Carrie's going to do all the work for the co-op agent, and the, you, you know, I ain't going to pay them X. I'm going to pay them B. You know, I'm going to pay them this because well, Carrie's doing all the work. So then you get paid, and the co-op agent, I don't want to say get screwed, but the co-op agent makes less, you know? I think, I think that's... I look at it, I just sold a house, and now i got to find the buyer a new house. I'm basically a listing agent, and what I've realized is that the buyer goes on to Zillow, the buyer goes on to Realty.com, they call me up and say, we want to see this house. Now, i got to spend my time and money going around and showing them a house, but I don't do much for it. I don't find the house for them. They find their own house. I almost, I wonder if there's a pocket industry, right? Think about this, a pocket industry of someone who's like a commission broker and here's how it would work, right? I, 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 you tell me what houses you want to see and I pick up the phone and, or, and, and call the broker and say, you know, I got some buyers and they want to look at this house and they don't, they're not going to come in with an agent. You would show it to them and yeah. they'll do it, but you got to kick them back this much. I see right now publicly that you're you know paying this much commission so is that enough money for you and your family for showing it to them one time <laughs> and and then they get paid you know hourly or something to 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 be that broker they're not a licensed person they're just a they're just a business person that's, Zillow's that's already created. doing that in Phoenix they have a, a program where you go on and uh, they have a lockbox on the door. You get the code. They tell you up front that we have security cameras all over the house. If you start vandalizing, the police will be at the door in any, at any time. And so you don't have a buyer's agent. You deal with, you, you've totally eliminated. Even more reason why the, the, yeah. the co-op is... is it, it, that's going away. That's going away. My prediction is that Amazon will buy Zillow within the next... I'm going to go on to Amazon will buy Zillow. Right. They're, they're, they've merged. Or First, I heard more, that one. Yeah. Oh, if, if Amazon buys Zillow 
and they, they've got the boots on the ground through Rheology, and now they're going, again, understand Amazon's goal mm. is to make every home a smart home. They just want to get in as many homes as quick as they can and put their devices in them because they're after the data. Well, here's the thing. Everybody has an Amazon account. Exactly. So if you and think everybody about that, goes, think about and that everybody data. goes to Zillow for their first viewing. So Amazon, uh, Zillow's stock was as high as 60. Today, it's down to 30. Mm -hmm. Amazon wants in the real estate business. Marilyn Wilson says they will be the only broker. If Amazon owns Zillow, and if Amazon has 1,500 agents on the ground, what else do they need to control the whole industry? Yeah, because everybody has an Amazon account. Yeah. And then they'll make you feel like, hey, you know, as soon as you log on, they'll be like, and don't forget, and now you sell your house too. To every house in the United States. One, what is it they say? They have 101 million homes that they have all the data on. Gary Keller has screamed. Well, they they would probably be more apt to buy Rheology than, I mean, they, they struck this deal with them and it may be the, this, this collaboration with them or whatever you want to call it. This, this deal together uh, may be the beginning of a, of a courting period, right? So they would exactly. buy it. I mean, I think, you know, and, and all these century 21 Carwell bank or Sotheby's, you know, better homes and gardens, you know, most of them, except for Sotheby's Sotheby's has a, a brand to it, but the other ones, there's no real, I mean, they got brand, but it does, they got, a, a, there's no brand as big as Amazon, right? I mean, you could call it Amazon luxury or some shit, right? And then you could take for, for Sotheby's and then you could take all the others and put sure. it in Amazon regular, call it Amazon real estate, you it's know, called turnkey. It's called, they've already put a name on it. Turnkey real estate. Yeah. It's already got a name. It's turnkey, turnkey real estate. I guess and it's already got a website. And I, and I'd ask you if you're an agent and Amazon owns Zillow and, and so they control all the leads and a Amazon owns the, the retail industry. Who do you want to work for? Who do you want to work for as an agent? Yeah, no, that's fascinating. I'm looking it up. Yeah. Oh, no, Reefs? I think it, it's, it, and, and I, I almost said, and I will say, Amazon will buy Zillow within a year. And when, when you see that happen, as I said, their stock has gotten up to 65. It's now down to 30. They're going to report their earnings in, uh, I believe, next month. And they're saying they're going to have a 15, 15 cent per share earnings. That would be a total reversal of what's going on. Hmm. If they don't hit that, price will drop to 25 and it's a bargain. <laughs> well, it's interesting. You know, I got, I guess we just don't know. Well, it's a great, great, great thought provoking news day, Kerry. I appreciate you coming back on the day, buddy. Uh, guys, listen, kerry uh, has got a website. If you want to check out more, Kerry, tell, tell me what's your website? Well, I've got several of them. One, the one I want you to look at is bestofusagents.com. If That's you, a mouthful, if you're guys, but I'm going to put it on the show in the show notes. Best of US agents. Best of US agents .com. Okay, cool. and then What's I've got uh, Best of US Homes is my YouTube channel, and I've done videos in depth. That's where you'll find my ten questions for Jeff Bezos.
<laughs> That's awesome. Well, thanks again, Carrie. I appreciate you coming on. I always appreciate oh, your uh, candor you, and uh, insight. All right. Let's do this again. Yes, indeed. All right. Bye-bye. As a member of the Rockstar Nation, you may have noticed that every guest that comes on the show now is required to bring with them a free tool, an item of utility that real estate agents can use to drastically increase their sales and profits. Some of the things that have been brought have been ebooks, forms, reports, negotiating techniques, hiring guides, postcards, checklists open house secrets, newsletters that are sent out, sphere of influence forms, referral request forms, and the list goes on and on. If you would like to get this free toolbox full of items of utility, simply go to hybendigital.com backslash toolbox. That's hybendigital.com backslash toolbox or simply text toolbox to 444-999. That's toolbox to 444-999. Rockstar Nation, thank you for listening to Real Estate Rockstars. Listen, I need a favor. If you find this free content helpful, if you find our downloadable items from each guest helpful, please, I need you to pull out your pointing finger. Yes, the one finger that points at people and hit subscribe. Yes, subscribe. The more subscribers we get, the better we look in the ratings and the easier it is to get guests like Robert Kiyosaki, Barbara Corcoran, all the players that are on a million dollar listing in the different cities. All that stuff makes it easier the more subscribers we get. So please subscribe. And listen, there's a lot of places you can leave comments. There's a lot of places you can like. We're on Facebook. We have an Instagram page. Instagram page is I am Pat Hyben. The Facebook is Real Estate Rockstars Radio. Feel free to leave us comments there. The most popular form of commenting seems to happen on YouTube. Yes, for whatever reason, it's a very open environment. So just go to YouTube and go to Real Estate Rockstars Radio and leave us comments there. Some of them we will read on the show. And we love your feedback. So thanks, guys. And I hope you are having a great day. Oh, and also, listen, if you're going to subscribe and you haven't already left us a, a review on iTunes, please do that too. Have a great day and thanks so much, Rockstar Nation. I really appreciate you. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. <laughs>